Mac Voices Live, wrapping up CES 2023. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Rocket Money. Take full control of your subscriptions with Rocket Money at rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this Mac Voices Live panel was recorded the week after CES ended, and therefore the topic of CES was high on our minds. It also was fresh in our minds, and so we decided to do a, a live wrap-up show. So we referenced the videos that are soon to come, which you've already seen now. They've already uh, All the CES videos have been released into the feeds, so you'll have a little different perspective on this. Let's go back and let the panel get to it. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we're back. We took uh, a week off because I and a few of my uh, other uh, panel panelists here were at CES in Las Vegas, but we are back now. So tonight we are going to talk CES, and we're going to talk a couple other things that are happening in the Apple space. Um, first, it is Tuesday night. It's well, it's a little after 8 p.m. now by the time we got it running, um, but 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. If you're not watching us live, you should be on Tuesday nights. Um, please join us in the in the YouTube chat room at youtube.com slash Mac Voices TV. We always have a lot of fun. We would love to have you here join us. We see friends already in the chat room, more coming. So you should be here. Uh, let's go around the room, see who's here, and then we'll take it from there. Um, first up, Mr. David Ginsburg, who was also at CES in Vegas. David, good to see you. Good to see you. It was great to see you in person for the first time in almost three years. Um, but we had a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to our conversation about CES. It was uh, it was an absolute blast. But uh, glad to be back. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that you can participate too much in that conversation, and we'll talk about why in a minute. Um, We'll go, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, next up, we haven't uh, seen much of him here on Mac Voices Live, but I saw a lot of him in Vegas. Um, my camera guy and Sherpa and the one who bailed me out when necessary, Mr. Norbert Frossa is here. Norbert, it's it's great to see you. Didn't I just see you in Vegas? I Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, you actually do have legs, so I was able to see you from the... Uh, <laughs> The whole, <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a good good time running around and uh, getting some tired for you at the end of the day, but it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Mr. Guy Cyril is here, who apparently was not at CES, but he I seems to be. He seems to be um, a fish fan of some kind. Yeah, I am a Dolphins fan. They're going to get killed. <laughs> They're going to get slaughtered by the Bills, but. That's okay. They made it in. Um, as far as CES goes, Chuck, just put me in your entourage and I'll be there next year. Now, you'll have to put up with the backlash of having me in your entourage. However, well, I will be there. You would be the same. I've, but be, I've I, never I been to Vegas. Sure. Can you believe that? I've never, ever, ever been to Vegas. Really? Yeah, I, I'm still dumbfounded about that's, that. That's hard to believe. You're not missing. I've much. been I've been just about everywhere else, but Vegas was not one of them. They wouldn't let you in, or what? Uh, yeah, they <laughs> decided I was I was just a little too extreme for Las Vegas. So they, they have my they have my picture up on the wall almost everywhere you go. 
that's probably the first time anybody's ever said too extreme for Vegas. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, extreme. but I do want. I, I do want to point out guys' attire. Guy, would you give us a tour of your attire? Oh, sure, sure. I've got my my dolphin's hat. I've got my my dolphin's long sleeve shirt, and one of my kids gave me a great Christmas present this year, which was dolphin's wireless earbuds. I don't know if you can if you can see those mm-hmm. that they have a little dolphin's logo on them. They, they convert so, all of the songs to chirps and whistles. Yeah, and uh, and Jimmy Buffett. That that's all you get. Yeah, fins. Yeah, yeah as worse. sung by dolphins. Yeah, it can be I mean, worse. It, it kind of takes be. away a lot from Margaritaville, but what are you going to do? <laughs> also with us, joining uh, a a very wired Mr. Jim Ray. <laughs> Jim, it's good to see you. <laughs> that uh, I could have more than one meeting, Chuck. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> so I was is... also in CES, but I just hung very far in the back. Oh, well, you should have come up and uh, said hello. We we I, had no I, idea. I hung like 280 miles back. And that's that's pretty far back. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you. Last but absolutely not least, Mr. Jeff Gamut, who, while he wasn't in CES, did celebrate a birthday while the rest of us were, or some of us were there. Jeff, good to see you and happy birthday. Oh, thanks. And uh, yeah, it's weird doing birthdays that aren't at a conference because that was my life for decades. And uh, and now here I am having to figure out how to do a birthday when I'm not at a conference. Uh, Chuck, I have to say you're feisty tonight and I'm liking it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, well, I've. It just goes to show you what a week in Vegas will do for you. I um, wouldn't know. But, <laughs> um, but I do think we should point out that, that Dave can only participate to a limited degree in this discussion because he was staying at a hotel where there was another conference going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were doing with me. Oh, my gosh. Would you, Wait, would you like to elaborate just a little bit? There's another conference that happens I, around the same I, time I can as elaborate. CES? I, I was going to say, the, I, I thought the other conference was CES. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It no. was, uh, yes, I was staying at, uh, well, I, I was halfway. I was at Harrah's for two days, and then the remainder of my week, I was at the Resorts World, which is the old Stardust. And, um, yes, they were having the Adult Entertainment Expo at that at that said result, Resorts World, which I think they tend to have that conference purposely in, 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 in sync with CES so they can kind of get an overlap. So uh, needless to say, there was some uh, interesting uh, – I'm going to leave it at that. It was interesting. <laughs> I've never been Conference to CES, but I thought they used to have lots of adult stuff at CES. I, I think they, they did at one point. At one point, but I think then... then the, Maybe it's they got kicked AVN, out and which is they the, started this. Yeah, well, it's, it's called AVN, so it's, you know... Adult yeah, the Adult Network. Entertainment uh, Conference. That actually was happening, and then CES overlapped it. Oh, is that and what it was? I, and I believe that's Macworld's fault because CES and Macworld kept jockeying to uh, yeah. to have that first big announcement. And so CES bumped way up early, which overlapped uh, AEN. And, uh, and then Macworld's like, 
and we're done. And CES is stuck for like 20 years or something with the slot that they have. Yeah. I just wanted to go to some of the, uh, the paddle, sorry, panels that they were having at, uh, AES. <laughs> okay. I, I'm biting my tongue because we're not even after dark yet. Yeah. After dark, very quickly. So hard to be good. Oh no, pun intended. Well, the only thing I can say is, that, <laughs> you know, every morning we would, you know, we a bunch of us would get together for for breakfast, and yes. Dave would show when he was at Harris, he was showing up one time, no problem, <sighs> and then it kept getting later and later when he moved out over to Resorts well, World. I and did that for Uber. We just didn't see him. Oh, oh is that it? Oh, is that your story? But he should have to Uber on his Instead face. of it being like five minutes, it was 10 minutes. I mean, uh, yeah, sure, sure. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, we'll the longer the that. better, some people say. Uh, yes. Yes, they yeah. do. Yes, yeah. Okay. Well, but thanks it. for uh, sharing that. And uh, yes, it was, a, it was an in, it was interesting uh, entertainment, I should say, with, of viewing the folks that were walking the, uh, the lobby. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that we'll we'll just leave it there. We'll leave it there. We'll just leave it there. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great week. Um, obviously, uh, folks that subscribe to Mac Voices um, later this week will start to see uh, some of the video interviews we shot, and we shot a bunch. Uh, let's see. Um, and so, you know, what can I tell you? That it's impossible to cover. I mean, I think they said there were thirty one, thirty two hundred exhibitors. There, yeah, I don't know. Spread across not just the the central hall and north hall and west hall of the convention center, but also into the Sands Expo Center at the Venetian, and you know, then in suites up and down the strip. I mean, it's just an incredibly, incredibly big show. There's just it's impossible to do it in in two or three days if you were, were going to do it all. But we had a great time, Brittany. What? So arrived. all of a sudden the lady shows up and you start behaving yourselves. That's how it's going to go. Well, no, we, we can, we can misbehave if you wish. Why would we do that? I, I don't know. No, I, I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. While I was getting ready and packing, I was listening to it live. So I missed like, you know, that 30 second overlap. I always behave. Okay. I just want to get that out there in the open. You always behave exactly as you intend. <laughs> I yeah. thought the rest was implied. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume you mean my mic, Chuck. Oh yes, <laughs> I, to, I, I I just corrected you there, so I had to throw mine right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Britt, you're hot. Yeah, Britt, I, I I put in the chat, folks. Britt, you're hot, meaning her microphone was overdriving, was hot, and so <laughs> are you sure? Better? Are you sure that's what you <laughs> meant? <laughs> But hey, if the shoe fits, Brittany, you know. I mean, uh, oh my gosh. Is this better? Yes. yes. That's much better. Thank you. Thank you. That's much better. So I promised um in the at the top of the show I would share um my my story. You have to. Because you know, I I called Dave out. So I pack I love packing cubes because packing cubes keep everything organized, right? You know, so everything goes in a packing cube. And then the packing cubes go in my suitcase. So check my luggage in Baltimore. Got my luggage in Vegas. Um, there was a note that it had been inspected by the TSA, which really was kind of no big surprise because I usually carry um, at least one tripod in the in the uh, in the checked luggage 
simply because they're too big for the carry-on luggage. And I can understand how going through a scanner, they might look like a gun barrel. So it's never a real surprise on these kind of trips when, when I have that. So I unpacked in Vegas and I'm laying everything out and I've got, you know, got pants, got shirts, got socks, got my shoes. Where's the packing cube that has my underwear in it? <laughs> Went back and looked everywhere. I got to Vegas with no underwear. So oh, no. Jeff, Jeff, go right ahead. I'm, oh, I'm waiting no. for it. Oh, no. I'm, I'm waiting. So, you know, I mean, so the, the only thing I can either intentionally or unintentionally, Jeff is now falling on the floor, um, either intentionally or unintentionally, somebody took my packing cube full of my underwear out and I had to go shopping in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, shopping in Vegas for underwear is not cheap. I was going to say, that's probably like one of the few things that would be very difficult to find in Vegas. Well, you can find it. It's just a matter of, do you want the the elephant trunk or (laughs) the giraffe? When you get home, is that that thing from Sesame Street? One of these things is not like the other. (laughs) I tell you what, Chuck has the best glitter ass we've ever seen. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. So, so this anyway, is going to be all after dark then, isn't it? Well, no, but this, I, I, I didn't want to, um, Barry in the chat room says TSA stole Chuck's underwear. He yes. must have some really nice underpants. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what can it's I the tell high you? silk content that must have done it. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I, I mean, they just feel dreamy. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you. <laughs> So anyway, that's that's enough Ooh. of the uh, the travel stories and the circumstances. Like, so like, didn't just go commando. <laughs> no, no. He did the majority no. of the interviews commando. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Norbert. Oh, there Thank you go, Norbert. And if <laughs> anybody you. would know, <laughs> I'm I'm going to change the uh, orientation of the of the videos from now on. <laughs> mm, I think you need to elaborate on what you mean. <laughs> I don't think I need to. Brittany, uh, please help me. Oh, I'm Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) What use of orientation are you in in meaning? Oh, my gosh. I was meaning that I would zoom in on the top half and... And? Never mind. (laughs) Top half of what? What? That's that's enough to change anybody's orientation. I had to use a wide lens. Brittany, I thought you said that we were behaving when you came uh, with a soft focus. I, you backslid. What can I say? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, what well, comments anyway. are we talking about again? Yeah, yeah really, really. Um, so I, I'll turn to Norbert and, and Dave and, you know, try to try to put CES in perspective from what they saw. I mean, Dave, I know you were you were bouncing around a little bit. Um, yep. But you know what what was your impression overall of what you saw? Well, for sure, everybody's back. It was just just mass people. I mean, uh, we started off at um, at CES Unveiled and went into that first conference of the trends uh, uh, presentation, and I was just blown away. I didn't expect it, that it would be that packed of people and. Uh, so people were really itching to come back to the to the conference. Um, uh, it's 
it was long, long overdue. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I just, I, I liked how everything was laid out. I think, I mean, again, like you said, it was, it's impossible to see everything. There's just no way. Um, uh, going to the, to the, the main expo as well as out to the, um, the, the convention center was, uh, it was just overwhelming. There's just a lot of stuff, but a lot of stuff to see. But overall, as far as products and seeing everything that was there, I mean, t- technology as it, as it's as that show has always been, just just some really cool stuff. A lot, a lot of good vendors. The vendors were very were, were very friendly, receptive to, to to our interviews and being able to talk to us. And um, so, I, I think that that in itself was my impression. And then just. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, hanging out with you guys is always the good thing. We, since we're among friends too, we got to have some nice dinners and have some breakfasts and then and, and then hit the show. And, and that's what just makes the day, the week you know, go go by too fast. You know, we just we just had a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's it's nice to do that. I mean, and I know it's great to meet new people and all, but it's also good for this a show this large to you know have that. Um, review time in the mornings or in the evenings yeah. to say what did what did you see this because most of the time a lot of us were going to different different halls or different parts of halls and so you know it, it it gave you just a little wider perspective what did you see what did I see that you should go see that kind of thing yeah and we should, we all share information which is which is also a fun thing because everybody has a different perspective and then you get 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 ideas yeah. Norbert, how about you? Uh, you were following me around a lot, so we saw a lot of the same things. But in looking at some of the photos you took that you shared with me, <laughs> you saw a lot of things I didn't just because I was hanging out on camera and you were a little freer to uh, look around. Uh, yeah, I would have to second uh, Dave's comments. It was back to normal. I know that the the official numbers say that it was slightly less participants than CES 2020, but it felt just the same same type of energy, same type of movement. Uh, I was a little concerned that there was going to be some health issues. Uh, nobody, not even not even a concern. Everybody was back to normal, hugging and having a good time. Uh, it was, you know, there's basically everywhere you look, there's something at the very beginning to walking in onto the show onto the show floor. It's just uh, too much information at the same time. It's information overload where you're just looking to the left or the right, and you're just odd at, at every at every corner. Uh, it was just uh, back to back to normal, as if we didn't skip a beat. You know, you brought up something I hadn't really thought about, but you're right. There was no one who hesitated to shake hands. If you knew people, there was nobody that you know you couldn't go up and give a hug to. Um, you know, there was there was there was no hesitancy about any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some, there were a few people wearing masks and there were a few, uh, some attendees wearing masks, but not a lot. And so, and you, you know, you respect their choices. Yeah. So one observation I wanted to throw out though, and I was thinking about past CESs in comparison to this one, one year there was, I will call it a drone CES where just drones were everywhere. And that's sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jeff. And so it's like each year there's, there's a hot technology that just seems to be everywhere this year for me. And we, we didn't talk to anybody. I don't think that was doing it just because there were so many, it was uh, AR VR goggles. They were just everywhere. 
And so I don't, it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, next year or going into the future, if this is something that's still developing, or if this was sort of the peak when everybody's trying to tout their AR, VR system or offerings as the thing to have. I was impressed with the amount of car and auto, uh, the increase of the auto footprint at the show was just tremendous. Uh, It used to be stashed up up in the North Hall, and now it has a hall to itself in West Hall. Hall. Uh, It was just amazing. You know, I could just spend the entire four days in that one hall looking at Autotech. Autotech was just huge, in my opinion. Oh, I agree with that. I popped into the West Hall and saw some some of that, and it was uh, just Really impressive. Uh, Stellantis, who's one of the big automaker uh, companies, was what did the the CEO did a keynote, and they were they were sh- um, talking about their new Ram uh, EV truck that just was just a phenomenal uh, electric uh, genius of electric vehicles, and then and that's where everything's going. It's it's uh, it's just really super interesting, and, and with John Deere and Caterpillar also there in the uh, the farming and, and construction, you know they they they. Uh, showing off a lot of their stuff too so it, it was a uh, it was a uh, pretty phenomenal I and mean, then to have that whole west hall was all it was all automotive it was, it was crazy yeah the um well we've we've talked to john deere in the past right. when they had a piece of massive equipment yeah, there combine. this this year they had um a huge sprayer that i i'm afraid i will i will overstate it so norbert how how far would you say what would you say the spread was tip to tip it's got to be at least 30 yards. It was enormous, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was huge. Yeah. yeah. But Caterpillar took the took the prize because Norbert and I both had our – we took each other's pictures standing in front of the, t- of the tire of this massive piece of equipment. Yeah. The tire was like a foot and a half to two feet taller than either one of us. That's the tire, not, not the whole thing. It was just staggering. So um, – Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to publishing, going back, reviewing, and and listening to all the interviews again as I edit them, but also getting them out to you because they're a lot of good stuff. Um, we should tell everyone, you know, that CES is too tempting. We we try to keep with a Mac focus or at least an Apple focus and an Apple adjacent focus. Sometimes they're just tech there that's just too good not to talk to and not to talk about and get an interview with. So hopefully it will expand your horizons a little bit with some of the people we talk to um, and, but also give you some really good practical information on products that are either available now just introduced or are coming in the next few, few months. Um, The last thing I would throw out is that we also spent, in fact, after Norbert had to leave, I spent a little more time in Eureka park, which is the real, real startup area. Um, I mean, the the kind of like tiny town used to be. Yeah, only a lot, a lot more intense. I'm from a just from a, a um, what's the word I want, Norbert? I guess from a density standpoint, you know, it's just you have row after row after row of something that uh, a booth that is about the size or width, I should say, of a conference room table, and yeah. you have people in there showing, trying to show things. Yeah, definitely an increase in uh, vendors per square inch in that little area there. Yeah. And this year, we didn't spend quite as much time there because 2020, it was like every other booth was something really cool and really interesting. This year, it was not quite that because there was so much AR, VR, and, um, and, and that kind of thing that you almost 
just were completely overwhelmed because there wasn't a lot of distinguishing other than just people saying we've got the best or we've got something new. There was not a lot of objective information available that would cause you to go to, you know, stall one instead of stall six. So we sort of skipped over that part. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Rocket Money. The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions. Think about that. If you think you're only subscribed to a handful of services, you might want to double check or triple check. With Rocket Money, you can quickly identify and can cancel all of your unwanted subscriptions. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as the click of a button. No matter how careful I am with my subscriptions, there are always a few that slip through. A free trial that I forgot about, a service I no longer want or need, and then I find the charge on my credit card and I'm angry with myself that I wasted that money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. That's rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Rocket Money for supporting today's edition of Mac Voices. Jeff, I'm sorry I interrupted you. You were going to ask a question. Um, oh, I remember now. It was it was not a question, observation about the whole AR thing. Um, my guess is that this was the big year. There will be a bunch of AR stuff next year, but it probably not like this year. And I'm saying that just based on experience, like every year you go to CES and it's one year or two years where there's the thing and then it's immediately the next thing. Um, and um, and this year being the AR year does not surprise me at all. And next year would not surprise me if it's something different. It's Do you, do you remember the uh, uh, personal robot year? Yep. Oh yeah. I think that oh, was like yeah. 2018 or something. Um so the and themes for the year are always the most ridiculous ones to be mainstream the following year, right? Well, and, and well not always. You know, one year it was <clears throat> it was 3D TV, you know, everybody was talking about I love having my 3D TV. 3D TV. <laughs> and then it just like it's like, well, yeah, it's great, but nobody's making that content for it and well, except it was ar ar vr has kind of like the same stigma you can have the best hardware in the world but if you don't have decent content to to use it with then there's not really that much point well okay part of the problem with ar there were a lot of problems with it with, or excuse me with uh with 3d tv and there were a lot of problems with 3d tv but one of the big problems was there, there was no standardization, yep. and uh, and it became a completely isolated experience, which which was the opposite of what a lot of the vendors were um, uh, promoting. It's like get all your friends together and watch a three D TV movie together, but you're all putting a thing on your face and you're in your own little world. You're isolated. Yep. 
And every television had its own format. So you had to have different glasses for each one. And each uh, content creator was making 3D content in their own way, which made it uh, compatible with only a very small number of televisions. And uh, and I think we're in the same spot with with AR right now. And you know, it's it, every every AR company they have their own thing. And so, if you want to make something that works correctly for each platform, now you're basically making a new thing for each platform, and it becomes an isolated experience again, just like 3D television. So uh, now you have to figure out how do you pitch that to be enticing to a large audience when uh, part of the experience is to create isolation. The one other thing that I felt like was didn't receive a lot of billing, but it seemed to come up in so many of the conversations was AI <laughs> or, or machine learning. Um, and especially machine learning, the the number of devices that are integrating machine learning in in some way, in one form or another, is is pretty pretty darn interesting. Um, and I I feel like I don't feel like it was hype this year. It just was sort of there, and I don't sure. think it's going. I I don't know that it's going to be a one of those things that does get hyped <clears throat> because it's more. It does. It's not really a product category in itself. It just can enhance so many things. I have a question for you, Chuck. Yeah. So, how are they presenting it? Just like here's our product, and uh, and we're using AI for this part, or was it here's our product and it has AI? So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. We we saw yeah. a, a bird feeder. Okay, mm-hmm. typical bird feeder with basically a, a camera on top of it and solar panels to keep the the camera running but it had AI to determine what kind of bird you were looking at. And you're able to collect uh, little trophies of what birds you had. And the AI is analyzing the bird off the pictures and giving you an an album of the birds that came to visit your, your bird feeder. So that's similar to what, you know, what other vendors were kind of doing, you know, that was how I was incorporated into a bird feeder. Okay. That's different from previous years. When, uh, when when I was still going to CES, um, the the whole AI thing was really ramping up. And at other conferences I've been at since then, AI of course was ramping up, and AI was not presented as a useful element in the product, like the bird feeder being able to identify birds and tell you, hey, these are the types of birds that that you're feeding. It was it was more of here's this product, and uh, it has machine learning and AI. And the, and that was like this bell and whistle thing, where they weren't yep. able to articulate an actual value in that technology. It's just they felt it needed to be there because that's what people were expecting to see. So seeing buzzwords. that that yes, exactly buzz buzzwords. So seeing the transition from. And it has AI as a bell and whistle to here's how we're using AI technology to make this product more useful and engaging for consumers. And and Jeff, that's exactly what it was. I'm also thinking of, of uh, uh, shoot, Luminar Neo, um, the photo retouching program mm-hmm. where, you know, that's using AI to give you better pictures, you know, with, with one, one button or to give you, you know, to give you more capabilities 
capabilities that you would have had to study for probably quite some time to get in Photoshop are now available on, on a slider or a button. Um, so those those are the kind of things. I, I, there are a couple others that are that are escaping me right now. I know at least we talked to a couple of golf companies because you know golf, um, and they they were incorporating AI into some of their devices for swing analysis um, and pieces of equipment that up till now you would have had to spend several thousand dollars on. Now you can do at least some of it with an iPhone. Now I'm anxious to get my hands on that and play with it a little bit and compare it um, to to some of what I, the other technology I've been used to. But I don't care if it performs only half as well. It's using my iPhone, so I'm going to in, invest in a you know a small small price in an app, and then have this this phenomenal capability to analyze my swing. It those are the kind of things that yeah it it was not a, it was not like oh my god yes AI is is it. It was just like, yeah, we're using AI, and this is the result. This is what it can do for us. That actually makes me happy because uh, before it it was presented as a useless bauble. Well, there are a lot of things that are presented as useless baubles. But True, but th- this was like over the top. Well, you, you see a lot of press releases now with uh, – New companies and sometimes, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, old co- old companies throwing a <clears throat> darn, darn AI and and machine learning into their literature simply to attract investors. And I I find it interesting that this is happening at the same time that that crypto is basically collapsing. So it it's almost like they're trying to find the 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 next market that investors can can throw money at and companies are are not so much taking advantage of it but they're using it in such a way to attract those investors um uh, maybe so guy you know that's i i can't say you're necessarily wrong but it just felt like with with the machine learning and the ai stuff that you're actually seeing some results you're seeing some things that you felt like couldn't have been done two or three years ago. And and now they're being done and they're being done, like I said, in an iPhone or something, you know, along those categories in that category. But is it AI or is it just machine learning? Is it, is it something that is doing by rote route? I guess that, that would depend on which product we're talking about, you know, and how it's, how it's presented. I mean, I, I I don't know, Norbert, Dave. Did you feel like the the two terms were slightly interchangeable at this point? Yeah, kind of, sort of interchangeable a little bit. A, a little bit. But the one product that kind of stood out in my mind was the uh, from Smarter. If you, I, I mean, you know, I, I think we we saw that at the Showstoppers, and that was that fridge cam and using that deep com, uh, learning computer vision uh, tool by having a, a webcam that's a fridge cam inside the cam, inside the refrigerator and being able to scan all the food that's in there and be able to go into an app on your iPhone and be able to say, hey, this is the products you have in your in your fridge. You can make this and put together this menu and this. And that, that, that kind of was, I, I don't know, as much of an AI as, as an example. I, I, th- I kind of thought that that was something that, that was that. But 
it, it was different. I don't know what you think, Norbert, as far as what you saw. Um, another one that was really interesting that really called called out to me uh, was when we were doing the uh, the dash cam by a company called Nextbase. Mm-hmm. And they have the camera and it's analyzing everything that is going around you. And once the video goes out uh, you know, on the feed, uh, you'll be able to get a little bit of a, a taste. But it's looking at you know pedestrians walking around you. It's giving you the miles per hour of cars that are traveling around you. It almost felt like uh, the Terminator where they have the screen and it's analyzing everything as it's going around you and trying to figure things out. Uh, I thought that was, you know, an impressive use of, of computer hardware, you know, AI for, for lack of a better word. Uh, it was just impressive. Yeah, it was. And a little creepy. Yeah. Well, you just get to, you start to think that, you know, we, we have the potential to get to the technological future that we've seen in science fiction. Pick your science fiction. Oh, dude, yeah, I was going to say, do we really want to go Terminator science fiction here when we're talking about uh, machine language or uh, and you know artificial intelligence? I don't think Schwarzenegger and, and the Terminator is where we want to go with that. Well, I agree with that, but you know, I I was thinking, leave it to you guy to go down the the violent <laughs> path. <laughs> it's my nature. Uh, <laughs> Wait, violence so. is your nature? I thought microphones were your nature. That's that's violent also my nature. Microphones. Violent microphones. Violent microphones. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen what he Googling does to a to microphone? Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's going to be the next big thing at CES. Violent microphones. I I do feel like I have to roll a grenade in the room and watch everybody explode. But <laughs> Norbert and, and now I, we're back and, to the adult entertainment. Uh, no, 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 not that. <laughs> it started with Norbert and I and had an ellipsis at the end. I, 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 yeah. no, Norbert and I, and I think Dave did too, we we had the opportunity to take um, Elon Musk's loop from yes. uh, one, one, con- one conference center hall over to the other. And in fact, we took it from South Station all the way over to West. Um, and it just, I mean, it just works. Interesting conversation. And Norbert, I can't remember if you were with me because I took it once or twice after you left. But uh, the the one driver said that they were estimating that the loop was moving 32,000 people each day at the conference. Yeah. So I didn't Elon invented a subway. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, it's a subway, Jeff, that, you know, I mean, Norbert, what did we wait? It's like two minutes? on-demand subway. Okay, yeah. so, so single car subway. It's a personal subway, and it doesn't smell like pee, so. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Well, it is went, Vegas, so give it time. I went, yeah. from, <laughs> I went from the resorts world to, to the the convention center, using that part of the, the Vegas loop. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just you have all the – it's very efficient. You know, it, it's not that expensive. Was it $4.50? You get to use it all day long. Uh, and, um, you, you jump into one of the Teslas, the one I got, I got into one, one of the Model X Teslas, which is, you know, the, the doors go up in a, in a V like a, and, 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 uh, but interestingly enough, it's two minutes and it's, you only go 25 miles an hour. So in a tunnel, <laughs> but that, and that doesn't sound like a big deal, but it would have taken you 30, 35, 40 minutes. Oh, easy to do that at least. And, you know, to go from West hall over to South hall, that's a that's another good thirty five minute walk at a pr- at a pretty brisk pace. So 
at least, you know, I guess, depending on uh, how you would go. But yeah, and Norbert, we didn't, what did we wait? Two minutes for it, at any given time? Yeah, if that, yeah. No, they were quick. It wasn't very much at all. And if you stay in the convention center, it was free for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think they probably did charge over going over to Resorts World. Yeah, Resorts World, they did. Yeah. 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 Brian says, based on your use of the loop in Vegas, do you see that being uh, that being viable in other municipalities in the U.S.? Um, Brian, that's a that's a great question, and I don't know. Now we want to be fair here. The Teslas that were running were manned. Um, there were drivers. They right. were not autonomous. Um, and I think that there are a dozen different reasons for that at this point. But yeah, I mean, it if it if it were to become autonomous, absolutely. Um, I, I honestly, I think they said they had 70 cars in the tunnels at any given moment. So, you know, that, and you can take three to four people per car. So you can do the math. Um, did, but, did he make those with the boring company? Yes. Yeah. Those tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. In fact, they have some of the, the big boring heads, um, on display outside, you know, because they've obviously been used up. Um, so but yeah. Elon's oh. on display. No, well, just parts of him. Oh, his, okay. elef- his elephant was in the resorts world. So, <laughs> but only at Dave's hotel. Well, you yeah, know, really. here's here's the weird thing. He's he's been in. <laughs> Boy, Brittany, he's, been in, he's been in talks. <laughs> I've missed this, guys. <laughs> with uh, Fort Lauderdale of all places to build a tunnel from downtown to the beach, and anyone who spent any time in Florida knows that your water table is about 24 inches. So I was about to ask about that. Yeah. I would be really, really curious to see how do you dig a tunnel that has to be that deep so that it doesn't interfere with existing infrastructure that's around there when your water table is so high. And I, you know, I, I remember reading the stories about it and then, didn't hear anything else, but the uh, the Fort Lauderdale politicians, surprise, surprise, were ecstatic. They were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Come on, build these, build these tunnels that go into the swamp. Yeah, w- we love it." What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? I don't know, but I mean, look in this implementation, it, it they they absolutely work. Sure. And well, it, I mean, it, Las Vegas. It, or Nevada in general is probably a, a wonderful place to build long tunnels because there's there's not much that's going to be in your way underneath. underneath. But a place yeah. like uh, 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 Fort Lauderdale or Washington D.C. or or you know places that have a relatively high water table, uh, you know, you need a little more planning than than just paying off some local politicians. He said cynically. <laughs> yeah. Well, well Vegas, I think, is a, a good place, just generally speaking, for something like, uh, you know, like Elon's uh, uh, loop, whatever thing, because Vegas is all about spectacle anyhow. So if you're going to have a place where Elon can reinvent the subway or or discover the subway and have <laughs> people accept it not and not uh just call him an idiot for thinking he's brilliant for creating a subway vegas is a really good place to do it because the flash and the glitz totally works there 
So yeah, it's it's definitely a smart place for uh, for Elon's loop. Plus, Vegas is pretty linear, and it's also super high density housing. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the plans, as we understand it, the plans are next to take it out to the airport, and that'll be very interesting to see. You know just how how efficient that can become, and Good luck you know, with that. I mean, there, well, there's a reason the monorail never went to the airport, and that was because of the the taxi lobby. Right, they shut it right. down, and uh, and it, and if your lobby has enough um, uh, strength to pull. stop something, yeah, pull <laughs> to to stop something as obviously useful as the monorail to the airport. Good luck getting uh, Elon's tunnels out to the airport. Yeah, but you know what, Jeff? I think that maybe I, I'm somehow we're doing Las Vegas uh, city planning here. But I think that the taxi lobbies don't have the strength they used to be because they, they used to, excuse me, because of Uber and Lyft now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they finally had some competition and you know, people preferred the competition over the taxis. And so, and that was, you know, that's another thing that it has nothing to do with CES, but slowly but surely, the the pickup points for Uber and Lyft are becoming more accessible and better than you know having to for, for the most part than having to walk you know two miles to get to them. Now I know David Resorts World had you know he had that issue. Well then for, I then I found a trick that I, that the drivers told me as well as at the hotel. All I had to do was put in the notes, pick me up at the front entrance of the Hilton because that's where I was staying, and they came and picked me up there. I didn't have to go to the the official pickup. Oh really? Okay, yes. so. So there you go, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe I want it because it would be so great, you know, exactly how it would work because it, you know, obviously you're not going to be able to drop off at each hotel. So you're going to have to go to a station, you know, from the airport into Vegas and then take some sort of, and then get an Uber uh, from there. Yeah. Surface transportation, but it's bound to be cheaper. Yeah. So. Oh, what I think would be hey. deliciously ironic is if the the taxi lobby and Uber and Lyft teamed up to stop the tunnel <laughs> stop. from happening. <laughs> that would be funny. They, they, they have they have enough conflict between the two the, between the between each other that, that let alone go after the, the tunnel. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to welcome Mark Fuccio, who has apparently gotten power and connectivity back. Mark, it's good to have you. I'm glad you made it. It's uh, it's raining out here, and uh, we've had power most of the day. And uh, I remember back, uh, I think it was two years ago, on a holiday uh, gift guide, I recommended uh, a Generac home whole home backup generator. Everyone was shocked at the price. You know, it may have been the highest that season, if not on Mac Voice uh, gift show ever. But we got one, and it's uh, it's proven useful. You know, we've used it. Uh, Three times in the past uh, couple of weeks, and uh, or past ten days rather, and uh, now it's it's been running since about uh, three or three thirty last night. And PG&E sent out an advisory that they expect to have power set up around seven a.m. tomorrow morning. So good on PG&E and uh, Charter, our internet provider. It was out, it came up, and then went out in late afternoon, and now it's back again. So uh, we're now uh, you know, fully, you know. Alive, and cooking well with and gas, warm and comfortable. Well, that's great. I'm. Wait I'm sorry because that next rain to come bashing in, uh, you know, tomorrow. Yeah, because let's see, Norbert and 
Jim and Mark are all in California, and I just hope you guys all you know, aren't being too too negatively affected because some of the some of the video you saw on the news tonight was just staggering. So there was a lot of rain. This panel is back in the next edition of Mac Voices to finish up our discussion of CES 2023 and also take a broader look at the products that are exhibited there and why that may or may not be appropriate. We also touch on Apple's use of AI to read audiobooks. That's next time on Mac Voices. We'll see you then. I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, Consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com